All right, it's Tuesday. We're back in the saddle for Club Top Shot. We have Andy back in the mix. We got Jack here. Who knows? Maybe even Pete will do everything he can and grace us with his presence. Let's do it. Damien, you can retire. Let's call up Steve Kerr right now. Tell him you're done. Three on two game. Oh, I'm an incredible basketball player. Awful shooter. Awful shooter. Would you ever gamble on shooting? Here we go. We got jaw lighting up again. Let me go. All right. Club Top Shop going up on a Tuesday. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Look at this fresh face. Andy, I think it's been like three weeks since we've seen you on the show now. Yeah, it's been a while. It was funny. My parents were like, yeah, we haven't seen you on Club Top Shot in a while. <laughs> like, yeah, are your parents still, are they still grinding the show even when you're oh, not Oh, they there? tune in. I I, I think I, I, they love you guys. I'm pretty sure if they tune in and I'm not on, they might might tap out after a few minutes, but <laughs> that's, that's they at least check fair. it out. Uh, Jack, how are you doing? Doing well. You guys, you don't have heat. In your apartments or, or your house? <laughs> What's going on? Um, up, no, this room actually does not have heat. <laughs> so, like, basically, I live in one of those apartments that, like, looks really nice, but actually isn't really that nice. Yeah. Um, and so there's, like, a vent here for, you know, central air, heat, all that. It doesn't work. Never nice. has had air come out of it in the entire time we've lived here. We, like, had some guy come because we were having issues in our living room as well. And he was like, yeah, the units they put in are just not nearly big enough to heat and cool your apartment and so like this one it's just like not even set up to work it just is nice. like for show so when yeah. the store is closed it gets very cold in here during the winter yeah and uh i my my room is decently heated i don't know it's just starting you know <laughs> i'm starting to get a little cozy I, I mean i don't have that good manhattan heat like you do jack yeah i look i was wearing the winter hat earlier today so i get it i just figured once you get inside normally it comes off but you guys look comfortable i got my uggs on I got my really? uggs slippers uggs. on yeah not like the tv 12 like mid calves just like the ugg slippers um, and uh yeah uh andy what have you what have you been up to these days what are what are the updates since the people have last seen you uh let's see been doing a lot with fractional stuff um just a lot of work there teams growing and all that which is fun um i think at least one of these times when i wasn't able to come on it was like someone's birthday or something um and yeah i saw my family over thanksgiving which was really nice it had been a while uh nothing too incredibly remarkable just like pretty generic shit that has to get done yeah is the are you feel like I don't know. I feel like stuff with NFTs right now, maybe it feels like it's heating back up again, but do you just feel like you're kind of in build mode versus euphoria mode? Yeah, we have like just a lot of stuff that we're working on building right now. And so we're like not really, sp- I'm, you know, I, I still try to keep up with all the NFT market stuff just because like it's a, essentially part of my job at this point, <laughs> but uh, we're like not as actively trying to get stuff onto the platform and everything because we want to, build more before we do that so i haven't been paying quite as much attention and like trying to bring a ton of stuff on the on the fractional and everything um real quick here before we go on uh top shot gave us uh, an infinite object to give away tonight um the details are in the tweet on the club top shot twitter account i also just posted it in the chat here all you have to do is quote retweet it with the hashtag print your nba top shot and uh, give us a little detail on what moment you would load in it and uh, pretty good odds right now we have 28 uh quote tweets so you got a one in 28 chance as of right now we'll do that drawing uh, a little later in the evening, Jack showing off his here. Mine's it- dead already. <laughs> <laughs> and think- all right. So let, let me just give a little, like, I think, first of all, they're really cool. Um, and they feel like kind of like premium to a degree. Like they're heavy. They're clearly nice. Even the charger is pretty cool. What I'm a little concerned with is like i was trying to figure out where to showcase it today and it literally runs on a continuous loop and so like i can't have it in the background like it's distracting and it 
I feel like it needs like some motion detector or like I should at least be able to turn it on and off, right? You can't turn them on or off, which has me a little worried. So like if I charge it and then I want to go to sleep, like I can't turn it off. So that's my feedback, but overall pretty cool product. And what's really encouraging is I posted this on Snap and people were like, holy shit, like that, you know, you can get your NFT showcased. And I think like, for whatever reason, just anything physical is like more relatable. Yeah, Jack um, immediately just opens up the show. This is like when you came in the Discord and started saying, "Don't buy Knights of Degen." Like right when you guys were minting. I mean, you, Jack is the king of fudding uh, the I, hot topic of the hour. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just trying to increase my chances because I'm going for another one. Um, speaking of fudding, uh, the RTFT artifact, as I've yeah. been told. Um, the, one of the co-founders tweeted like shout out or sorry, fudders, like we sold out or something. And I, I wasn't following it that closely, but weird energy. Weird yeah. Energy. It set, set it up for us, Andy, what was going on here. They, they paused the mint a few times, right? Yeah. To be honest, I like, there's probably someone in the chat who knows more about it than I do, but from what I was able to gather on Twitter, basically like. It was a Dutch auction and people kind of realized like, oh, if no one buys, we can all just hold out till it gets cheaper, um, which super smart. It's the right thing. It's <laughs> kind of like the OM 3-3 thing, but for Dutch auctions, um, as long as everyone's working together, everyone saves money. And so it seems like the artifact guys pause the mint because of that. And then, like, claimed that there was a bug, but there wasn't. And then they, like, re like unpaused the mint, just set a fixed price to ETH. And then it instantly sold out, basically. And, and um, weren't they also private selling for like 0.05 ETH? Yeah, well that that wasn't that wasn't bad. That was like pretty public knowledge, basically. Like, if you had per previous artifact NFTs, you got like an allocation of a private sale. Oh, gotcha. Okay. It, were you were you uh, were you tracking that mint, Jack? I was not. I hung out in the Discord last night for Club NGMI for like forty five to an hour. Really good combo about Top Shot and NFTs, but it, it was in there, so I kind of heard about it. And then I saw his tweet, and I saw uh, I think Carlini responded or something. Oh yeah, but but uh, yeah, it's just you know, it's one tweet, and everyone's gonna take. It's crazy in college a few years ago, like I was studying, I was in like government and they're talking about how like Donald Trump's tweets have become like national, like they're a part of national security. And so then you, I mean, on a much smaller scale, now you see like one person's tweet can affect these markets, Elon, all that stuff. It's, it's just, it's just funny. Did you see uh, Elon made a, a joke about taking a shit and it gets a hundred thousand likes. I mean, that's, we got a deep platform and it, it's too I, much power. <laughs> I didn't see that, but I saw they released cyber whistles today. Did you see that? Did I missed you guys that. See that. So you I know about the, the cyber trucks. You guys it's don't not... know about the cyber. Oh, truck? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. so Elon's Tesla's building like these fucking like tank of a cars. And they're supposed to be literally indestructible, Pete. And during the demo, he took like a rock and threw it through the window. And it was supposed to like just bounce off and it crashed through. So it was this whole, <laughs> it was like this major, major blow up. And then people thought he did it for, you know, PR reason, whatever. And so the car is still not out, but they released like a whistle in the shape of it today. It was like 50 bucks. He tweeted it. Um, I'm sure they're gonna sell a trillion of them, and then he'll buy more Dogecoin. Wait, so Is he it... tweeted this? I so Ali notoriously like hates the Cybertruck. I like it kind of <laughs> joking, but like honestly, not that much joking. Like, kind of want one. Yeah, because I'm... it's yeah, it's it's so fun, yeah. stupid. But like, I want yeah. one. Um, oh, they do kind of look cool. And Ali is like, I will never like have a driveway that has a cyber truck in it um, that's, that's honestly fair <laughs> and so i'm 100 percent gonna oh god damn yeah get the whistle they sold I can out see, already i can see you yeah. bobbing around town with one of those andy <laughs> uh he's in the drive through a taco bell <laughs> in a cyber truck 
how I great is it to be that. an eccentric billionaire? Because even your mistakes, people just assume is some bit of creative genius. Right. right. <laughs> like you can't, you could can do no wrong. They just assume, oh no, that's all part of it. It was like going back to your Trump thing. It was always like when Trump would say something stupid, they'd be like, he's playing 4D chess right now. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, he's not. He just fucking accidentally broke the window to his new car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Did you guys, uh, did either of you, uh, anyone in the mix for the, uh, the series one pack? I, I know there were some, uh, workman like, uh, trade in ticket bros out there that, that racked up enough to get in line. I did, I did not. not. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, Andy, you already have like the, I mean, I would be hoping to get one of those Steph Curry's, uh, in there. And I don't, you have like 400 of those. Well, <laughs> well, well, Andy has no, uh, packs. Because he opens everything. I think I might actually have some right now. Reveals all. So um, maybe he would have wanted one. But no, I, I did not grind the packs. I honestly, I didn't follow it that closely. Well, I knew you had to have 350 trade tickets. But what what were the other requirements? Or or I saw, I saw like someone posted that they didn't get a pack. And they were literally like 800th in line. How many yeah. that oh, many there were five, there were 500. Um, I know uh, one of our club VIPs, I think was 568 and, oh. and didn't get it. Yeah. So I, what, I mean, what was the EV of the pack? I, yeah. I am not sure. I didn't see that. I mean, I know uh, one of the NGMI guys pulled uh, the LeBron block and a jaw from series wow. one. So, I mean, that had to be a pretty nice ROI on that. That's I would very assume. cool. That's very yeah. cool. I mean, it, it is nice to just have those out. I remember back when I was in my, you know, top shot spreadsheet days and, you know, trying <laughs> to check off my series one future hall of famers and, you know, sitting yeah. at those. And I was like, I don't want to buy any of these until yeah. they're fully released into circulation. And we were always asking about when that would happen. So at least it's nice that those are finally seeing the light of day. Yeah. Um, also, just to let people know, I think we will do uh, continue with our post uh, show spaces on Twitter. We'll hop over around 10. Uh, I also pulled some feedback from the Discord. They do want us to still rip a pack to kind of transition into spaces. They And I, I agree. Okay. We kind of lost our ways there. So we'll make sure to rip a pack or two. And uh, yeah, uh, MBL is playing tennis tonight, if people are wondering about him. Uh, crazy and time to be playing tennis. Very creepy. <laughs> I know. I mean, he's playing with Dink, uh, Drew Dinkmeyer from Establish the Run. Uh, I'm sure they will get along swimmingly. That and Peter doesn't make it less creepy, to be, uh, to be I, clear. Because so I, I met up with Dink when I was in New York for NFT NYC, and I, I, he, he had just played on a Monday or Tuesday night late in Brooklyn too. So maybe it's a thing in New in York. Brooklyn? Late in, I think wow. it was in Brooklyn. Yeah. Maybe they're just courtside at the game right now. And, and <laughs> they took Andy's seats for the night. Yeah, how are those season tickets going? I know Jack was uh, asking for them. Oh, uh, you know, it's rough. I'm just getting a lot of DMs. People want the season tickets. <laughs> I just only get a couple tickets a night. Do we know <laughs> what that came from? Do, do we know how that even started? It was just um, finance news guy, I think his name is. Just randomly tweeted out one day. Thanks for the courtside tickets, Andy. I, no context. We had not had a conversation about it prior. It, honestly, hilarious. But, uh, that's that's quality shit posting. See, but it, it goes back. You're in like the Elon Musk territory. If someone says Andy has courtside ticks at the Nets, like no they, one is going to be like, no, you don't. There's no way. Right. It's like, well, that seems kind of plausible. <laughs> Must be nice. If you could have season tickets, it obviously, you know, travel location, you know, wasn't an issue right now. What team would you want to watch play all, you know, 40 of their home games? Basketball. Mm -hmm. The Warriors right now are just amazing. Curry's back to doing what he does. I think it has to be them. That would probably be my choice just to watch Curry every night. So good. Yeah, Andy? I think probably them. It's like a boring answer. Um, Trying to think, of the, like if there's like a more obscure one. Um, the Lakers would be kind of fun just because it'd be such a like shit show. It's the Lakers, <laughs> yeah. LeBron, Crypto.com yeah. Um, Center, yeah, <laughs> fucking celebrity out there. I was gonna say I went. I've been to two Celtics games now this year, and I, I really have a lot of fun going to the games. But the Celtics are so 
painful to watch. And, yeah. and you know me, I'm not, I'm not grinding NBA, just enjoying all these games. So when I go, like, that's one of the few times I'm watching a full game and just their style of basketball is just, Iso it's ball. brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, yeah, if I was like a Celtics season ticket holder right now, I just, I don't know if I could, I could do it. Uh, I feel like I, I shared this before, but I, you know, I've been fortunate enough to see a lot of different sporting events and Curry's pregame warm up literally tops like 99.9% of sports I've ever seen. So just for that alone, like show up to the game an hour early, um, it would be worth it. it it's like, it's bizarre. Like, is he shit. just like chucking half quarters and just draining them like or? with ease? And then he's doing like, you know, one foot behind, you know, behind the back turnarounds, like in slow motion, full speed. It's just his, his ball handling is like ridiculous. He's just, you know, he's a spectacular talent. And it's something that like, even with LeBron, like he doesn't have that skill. He's a monster. He's amazing. But like, outside of curry no one's really it's amazing yeah my uh i just remembered i don't think i it, uh got to tell anyone this but when i i went to the lakers celtics game and mm. uh you know the celtics fans you know notoriously hate lebron and uh i heard one of the best burns that i've ever heard it was like really quiet like in between the thing and some guy just yells as loud as he can lebron you're nothing without alex caruso <laughs> i just thought that was such a good burn because you're always expecting something more just you know vulgar yeah. and, and numbskulled and i was like that is actually a very carefully curated burn. <laughs> That's quality. Uh, Zach wants me to just watch the movie Celtic Pride instead of Celtics games. I did see that movie uh, probably in the mid nineties. It's uh, like a buddy comedy type movie with um, the guy from Home Alone. Mm. Um, let's see here. And uh, is it Dan Aykroyd? Yeah. This this has to be. I mean, Jack wasn't even probably born yet when this movie came out. And he's like a year <laughs> older. <laughs> he's just That's severely true. more mature. <laughs> Damon Wayans, Daniel Stern, Dan Aykroyd. There you go. So uh, be sure to uh, to check that out. Uh, thank you. Yes, Daniel Stern. Uh, that is correct. The club is open. Um, anything else uh, going on in, in your world, Andy? Stuff that's been uh, the hot topic of conversation around the, the NFT water cooler? Um. I feel like a lot of it's been around like gaming stuff and a lot of stuff like that. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like NFTs are in a kind of weird yeah. spot. Everyone's down yeah, in Miami Give us right Wolf now. Game. Give us Wolf Game thoughts. It's a bummer that there. I, I would have liked to have seen how the game would have played out without all of the exploits that like kind of popped up. Yeah. Um, I bought one Wolf on the secondary market. Definitely lost money on that. It was too late. That's I just migrated or whatever. I hope they figure it out. Um, that one I definitely blew. I had like I think it was Beanie before the mint. He like DM me and yeah. he was like, "Dude, you got to get in this Discord. Like this shit's gonna be like huge. You got to yeah. do it." And I was like, "Listen, man, I'm really busy. Like I'm not really joining you Discords <laughs> right now." And he's like, "I'm serious, dude." And I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out." And then I look a few days later, and I was like, oh, "Shit, <laughs> I should have known." Wow, you're getting the. <laughs> You're getting the pre beanie pump in the DMs, Andy. I mean, what? How are you yeah. not taking advantage of this alpha? <laughs> it's funny because everyone, everyone always gives him so much shit, but he's like, essentially, always been like really, really helpful for me in my DMs and stuff like that. Where he'll like, he will always like, he's always led me, <laughs> led me to things that have done well. It's pretty funny, um, but Were yeah, you it's too bad. I would have liked to have seen it all play out. What do you, does that stuff excite you and like the kind of next evolution of NFT stuff, whether it is play to earn or some of these DeFi game elements, is that intriguing to you? Or do you think it's just, um, not, you know, just some random new meta that's going to fizzle out? I mean, like, I think most of them probably be shit. Like at the end of the day, <laughs> play to earn stuff, you like, you need the game to be good for it to really work long-term once it gets past just like being a speculative thing. Um, but I do think that like I really enjoy experimenting with like these weird kind of like casino game things on Ethereum. I think it's like really cool and fun, even if it doesn't ever like turn into something significantly more robust than that. Uh, like 
I think even just like the case, like the pitch of Ethereum as like a cool, weird online casino thing is like a pretty fun. Right. Andy, Andy already is speculative gambling with NFTs. So to be able to speculate on a game that is also a gamble is like, it's got to be the dream. You're just betting more on an already massive bet. It's fun. I think it's where play to earn will definitely be a part of NFTs. And that's why people are excited about any form of it. But like you said, like the game, you know, our games aren't anywhere close to it. The first one that's making noise is, you know, already has an exploit in the contract, but something will come around and people are going to make it huge, obviously, with it. Um, and I guess they could theoretically turn it around, but it feels like you need like legit game developers. You need tokenomics. You need like all these things thoroughly thought out. And this is just the beginning stages. The uh, any of you guys get in on these uh, motherfuckers here? This is the part of the show where we pump the MFers because I'm down bad on them right now. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you share them? Share. Them? I saw uh, I saw to. that. Uh, what Andy? You wanted to buy a crypto dick butt or whatever? Yeah. The- oh yeah, weren't you gonna buy those for? Was that was it? Allie who wanted those for? I don't think she actually wants a crypto dick butt. But that's okay. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Christmas gifts, uh, Peter Jennings' <laughs> wife, Ashley, is yeah. uh, on Twitter providing a free service. If you have someone in your life, uh, you tell her a little bit about them, and she will spit back uh, some very thoughtful uh, gift ideas there. So, Did uh, you try it, Pete? I have not tried it yet. Um, uh, I, I might do it. I, it's hard for me to sincerely ask for help on Twitter. Maybe I'll slide into her DM. I, right. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be doxxed. Like my girlfriend's not on Twitter, so I'd be fine. But like some of her friends follow me. I don't want to be doxxed. But it, yeah. it seems like a very helpful resource for sure. Um, yeah, these these MFers are like like you minted these. You bought secondary. What? Oh, I minted. Want? I blasted off pretty hard. These uh, do you know Andy? Do you know the uh the guy on Twitter, Sartoshi? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So these are are his project. Uh, and we blasted off on them. And you know the paper hands have been out. Uh, cost basis. The it was super gassy. Cost basis was like. 0.23 to 0.26 for most people and they're sitting here at at 0.2 so please buy the mfers and save me um all right good talk no one wants to talk about mfers with me <laughs> no no one wants to talk <laughs> wasn't the mint price like 0.069 though so aren't you still yeah. up like no that's react? what i was saying it was so gassy the cost basis oh, okay. was uh, yeah um <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> Uh, yeah. at least show the good ones i mean they're they're stick figures that are punk derivatives i mean use your imagination like i mean what do you want there's one with i didn't goggles. realize they were punk <laughs> derivatives so ETH's back right ETH's almost back to all-time highs and what's good with bitcoin why are we so so down uh yeah i don't know andy andy why price High for one, price low for other. <laughs> sometimes up, sometimes down. <laughs> I, I mean, have a serious question. God. Andy, do you somewhat, obviously it probably affects your bags more than the 99% of people, but like, is there any part of you that kind of wants to see a bear market to see like all the people not get knocked out, but just like, have them understand a little bit of like what that feeling is, the journey, the diamond hands, or you're just like, fuck it. Like just pump it to 10 K and let's get this over with. Yeah. I mean like a part of me is kind of like, yeah, like it really sucked. Right. Like 2018 was really like late 2018, early 2019 really, really sucked. Um, and I do think that there's like a certain, I think like at some point there's going to be a more serious bear market for these things. Just like, I, yeah. I still kind of think that's going to happen. And some people are going to really, really, really have a bad time. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't say that like I actively want to see it, but there is like a small part of me that's just like, uh, you, you, know, you see certain people post things on Twitter or something. And you're like, ah, you don't get it. Right. <laughs> you, right. you don't, you don't understand. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't think I would actually say that like it's something I want because up only is way more fun, but yeah. uh, it, it does definitely 
you know, filter out a lot of people who are really only in it for the money or, which right. isn't necessarily a bad thing, but like it helps you understand who's like who legitimately enjoys the art or is super excited about building this stuff versus like just knew that they could raise 5 million bucks to make some company because it was a bull market stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Like I, I went from my, I was in, in 19 when it got like when Bitcoin got down to three K or 3,500, whatever it mm -hmm. was. So I watched it go from like 12 to three and a half, which is still like a massive percentage drop. But like, if you, I didn't have anything too, too serious in it. If you saw like, if, if, 90% of the people watching or on Twitter like had an 80% drop in their Ethereum holdings. Like I think we would see a lot of people out for good. Well, yeah, I mean, and I feel like that's the typical market cycle with anything where the euphoria, you know, brings people in and then you see who are the people that actually are like, oh, I, I feel like this is a paradigm shifting technology versus, oh, I just want to make a quick buck. And then the right. second I see a red candle, I'm just going to paper the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it does. It is weird. I was listening. Carlini was doing uh, Twitter spaces earlier for. Penelope's and he was kind of someone asked him like what is your you know your biggest fear about it and his his kind of take was a more nuanced on it in that he's more worried about like a crypto bear market than an nft bear market um you know he acknowledged that obviously some projects are gonna you know take a dump but he was more worried about like if you know eth and bitcoin just really plummet then kind of what happens there. And he wasn't quite saying that NFTs are immune to a bear market. He, it was kind of, I would actually like to press him on that take. Cause uh, I'm curious what you think uh, about that, Andy, as far as from like an NFT versus crypto standpoint. So like, it's hard. Um, I think like generally in like more just thinking about the outside world and stuff, uh, art is one of the things that actually is somewhat more resilient to like recessions and stuff like a high-end art um just because the people who are buying it are also generally pretty immune to recessions um and they don't like you know whether they're worth 500 million dollars or 200 million dollars they know their shit's going to go back up eventually and so they don't really care um so it's like a bit of a different thing but with the nft stuff i feel like people are so much more over leveraged into it yeah. Like it's such a that's, significantly that's more outsized portion of people's net worth than the people who are buying really high end artwork and stuff in the traditional yeah. world that like, I do think that it's pretty, it's way more tightly coupled where when things are going down and people need money, they will actually sell their NFTs for money. Whereas like when the market tanks, some guy isn't trying to sell his Van Gogh for 50% off. So he has liquidity to like pay his student loans. <laughs> it's just like, that's like not a part of that market. So, I mean, it's hard to say. I think probably they won't have a great time during a, during a bear market. Um, right. But at the same time, like some of the really, really high end stuff probably just doesn't move. Like the stuff that people that like Vincent Van Doe was buying and dingling and all these like really big spenders, <laughs> like they don't care if they're, net worth goes down by that much i would assume based on talking to them and under like them sounding like pretty sharp dudes who have a lot of money um so that kind of stuff probably doesn't change hands but a lot of the middle to low tier stuff will just totally tank just like even like even punks i feel like even punks i mean we'll see a massive drop if if that's the case versus like i think yeah i think punks floor probably has one of the stronger bids and it would still probably drop a, a decent amount yeah which like it's down what almost fifty percent from highs, wasn't it? One hundred fifty uh, ETH. I don't know if it ever got that high. I think it got to like one twenty. One twenty. Maybe so it maybe like thirty three percent. Maybe it tapped fees real quick. Yeah, one twenty sounds about right. Are you looking this up, Andy? Yeah. <laughs> Thought he was like responding to emails and we we're just going to wait. <laughs> <laughs> trying to see if I can find that on Crypto Slam like a 
Well, I, it was interesting too, cause I was listening, uh, Andy, I was listening to that podcast you were on when you were talking about Pleaser Dow too. And just, I think it was G Money who was talking about kind of just the differences between one of one stuff versus, you know, community profile picture stuff and just how, you know, it, it's harder for the one of one stuff to stay buoyed when it's only, you know, the onus is often on one holder, you know, to generate enthusiasm or build stuff around it. And I feel like that's a really interesting thing through a bear market where it's a lot easier for a community to kind of band together and stick their heels in and be like, Hey, we're not letting this floor drop. We're not going to yeah. lose faith versus the high end one-on-one stuff. Like you said, I yeah. mean, there probably could be like just absolute zero liquidity for, for some of those one-on-one moments in a bear. Oh yeah. But, but I think that's what prevents people from selling, right? Is like, okay, well, I'm not going to sell this for 50% off. Whereas, you can't realistically, you're not going to get people to hold the floor. Like someone's going to, everyone's going to be like, yeah, 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 hold the floor. And then they're going to fucking list like right below and try and sell. And then it's going to turn into top shot. Like same shit will happen in the case of a bear market. Well, that's actually, uh, Andy, did you see the conversation? I think it was between Beanie and Keyboard Monkey. It was maybe like a week ago. Oh yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, because Keyboard Monkey, who's a who's a big whale, and I, I want to say he comes from just being more of a general trader, crypto trader, and has recently gotten into NFTs. But he was kind of bragging about how he has no problem selling something at a 50% loss, tax harvesting, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's going to go lower. Why wouldn't I get out? And Beanie was kind of giving him a hard time for it. What, what, what were your thoughts on that exchange? Um, yeah, you know, I... I think Keyboard Monkey was wrong in in the overall argument around Punk's floor and all of that. I think he's wrong. Um, he also so made a like bet with somebody about the floor, I think, too. Yeah, I think that was what spurred a lot of that conversation on. Um, in general, Keyboard Monkey, he's a really nice dude. I've met him in person a couple times. Um, he, yeah, he, he used to be like a like normal real world trader and then crypto trader and now NFT trader. Um, he is incredibly successful. So, um, you know, he's probably, he's probably, I'm probably wrong and he's actually right. Because he's done <laughs> what, a lot so, better than I have so in life. What, um, what's the take on him being wrong? Like what, what was he wrong or right about? So Not he was saying, thing. oh yeah, that, that's what I was talking about. I actually gotcha. tend to agree with him on the tax loss harvesting stuff. Um, yeah. Just like this year has been insane. I'm going to owe a lot in taxes. I'm going to like, in probably like two weeks, I'm just going to try to do like a really, really rough calculation of my taxes and try to, sell some shit i don't want anymore to yeah. try to tax all service as much as i can um there's nothing wrong with that like I, I think that makes total sense especially if it's something you have like i think the bigger thing for me is if it's something i have low conviction on where like i'm not really super interested in selling my punk for a loss because i'm more than like i'm very confident that if i hold that for the next however many years till the next time punks really run they'll be worth more in the future um whereas there's other like random bullshit nfts that i fomoed into that I'm not so confident we'll ever be back at what they were at some point. Um, so those I'm significantly more happy to just sell at a loss. Um, selling at a loss can be super helpful there. Are you are you still ever? I know in, on previous episodes over the past you know six months you've mentioned having your eye on a punk. Are, are you ever in the in the market still for adding one? Um, yeah, I'm like right now I'm spending most of my time doing more like. DeFi, DeGeny yield farming stuff. Um, so I just, it's like a question of how much cash I would want to throw in. And I think the other thing for me is I probably don't want to just like buy a random floor punk. I would probably want, I have like, I have one particular one I've had my eye on for a bit um, where I, I don't know what I would actually have to bid to get it. But there's also this, I think a non trivial part of what's happening with the punks market right now is there's this um it's not an exploit but there's basically this bot that when someone accepts when someone puts in like a bid on a punk kind of the way that it works technically on like on chain is i say i'm going to offer you 100 ethereum for this crypto punk and then for the owner to go in and accept my bid they basically send a transaction that says i'm willing to accept any bid or the highest bid as long as it is higher than 100 Ethereum. And then that would be, in sending that function, it would accept my bid. And so there's this bot called Punks OTC. Well, it's a guy, but he runs a bot called Punks OTC. Um, and 
what he'll do when he sees that and it seems like it's like an under someone's accepting like a bad bid is they just send it for like literally one like point zero 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 one more and they get it and then they flip it um i i get why they do it it's smart but i think it's also like really really hurt the punks market because no one wants to put bid in for stuff Mm -hmm. because they don't want to see their thing get sold to punks otc they're the one that they want getting sold to punks otc yeah um so they need to figure that out and so like there's one that i would love to put a bid in on i think i could i would give a pretty like competitive bid but i don't want to like buy at the current asking price but i don't don't know and you don't know who it is no yeah when when will we be able to dm wallet addresses Meaning, uh, like, I know there's a couple that, projects that are working on stuff like that, okay. but I don't know what the timeline is on it. That would be that'd be bad. I mean, that was the same. I mean, I know on Top Shot now they have you know Discord and Twitter links, but right. a direct message inbox service would be that'd be pretty sweet. Huge. Yeah. Um, what DeFi stuff are you messing around with uh, right now, Andy? What projects? So right now I've been on Boba Network recently, which is a new. I see Jack watching this game. It's a close game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you don't give is... up the seats. I got to watch the game from home. Yeah, I know. I'm watching from home too. I got rugged on my seats. Um, <laughs> it's so Boba is like a, it's another optimistic roll up layer too for Ethereum. It's if anyone has, it's kind of like Arbitrum, um, but they have a token. But there's like a, a farm on there, like a sushi swap style farm that I've been farming on. Um, been messing around with a couple of the different like Ohm forks and stuff like that um there's a couple other chains i want to start spending a little more time on um there's one particular game called uh defy kingdoms that's really popular on harmony i'm, sure I'm in it andy of, yeah you got it ah. yeah i want to bridge and, and do that i've just been too lazy to bridge to harmony um pump pump leads the uh the defi kingdom army in the uh in the deposit kingdom mgmi discord so they they're they're the the defi nerds are going crazy right now andy I love it. Oh, boy. Um, oh, boy. And then the other one that I want to do is get on to um, there's a Axie Infinity farm for Ronin, which is going to be like their, um, you know, their like private side chain for not private. That's not the right word, but their own like custom side chain for, for Axie. Um, and I, it's, it's not like you, you get wrapped Ronin, which is not tradable currently. So like no one really knows how much it's worth. And generally, in my experience, like when you can't immediately farm and dump things, people don't like really have a good mental model for how valuable that is, like how valuable farming that stuff is because you can't like actively see the APY. And there's always so many sexy APYs out there that when there's a farm where you can't see the APY, people are just like inclined to not really like care about it as much so i have a feeling it's pretty good uh, i need to spend more time like digging into actually how much is being paid out what does that actually look like because to be honest i don't know but that's a couple of things i've been wanting to like do some research on it's so it's mostly like trying to figure out some more of the play to earn gaming stuff and and playing those weird like DeFi game things yeah because i i feel like for you too right now you already met, i mean said how busy you are you know some of these have different levels of you know, managing to it. I remember even back when we were doing the, uh, our sushi swap stuff too. And just wondering like, how active do we have to be with some of these games, a hot potato? That's kind of what is nice about the DeFi kingdom stuff too, with so much of it locking up, it feels like it can get rugged, you know, or the pool just falling out from underneath itself. Um, with so much of it locked up, it's kind of nice for me who doesn't want to be in there every single second. Yeah, no, totally. I think that's one of the things that I've been like trying to optimize for as well as just like time. And, you know, if I didn't have a full time job, I could probably hop between farms every day and optimize perfectly or not perfectly, but significantly better than I am now. And so like, I just don't have the bandwidth to do that. And so a big part of it for me is finding stuff that like, I have higher conviction in where I can just toss some money in and be like, all right, I'm going to check this next week. And if it goes down, I don't really care if it goes up great. Um, yeah. That's kind of how I've been thinking about it. Jack, going to get back in the DeFi streets. We need, do we need another, you know, we did sushi night. Should we have one where we all dress up uh, like knights? Jack, you can double dip, you know, <laughs> knights at DGen. We'll have a, we'll have a I'll, DeFi I'll, kingdom cosplay night. We'll drink I'll, mead. <laughs> I'll bring my uh, low main again. If uh, we ever do another <laughs> night, I'm still in sushi swap. Uh, but I am not in anything else. 
I, I got really scared when Andy went on that one trip this summer and was like, there's so much money to be made. But if I enter these farms or pools, I know I'll be checking constantly and I have to. And I'm like, I just don't have time to manage that stuff, nor do I have the knowledge to know when to pull out. Or I didn't even know I had to fucking cash in my sushi and restake it until like three months ago. So I just I like being staked. I like doing it the traditional way. Um, and that that's how I roll. But everyone tells me that DeFi is you know a, a great place to be right now. Well, I have to, I mean, even just some of the stuff with bridging over to Harmony and getting into DeFi Kingdom was very intimidating to me, but uh, Pump Skull held my hand. We have, I have a Google Doc where I can follow very specific instructions for compounding. So if people have questions and they're in the Discord for that, uh, I'm sure all of these guys would be happy to walk you through it. And they're in way deeper than me. They're, they're doing yeah. quests, they're getting eggs, they're doing stuff all day. I just like looking at the jewel number go up but uh you know everyone can engage with it on their own level um all right so we uh clay is going to hand me the uh giveaway stuff here in a second um we'll be i feel like we should talk like maybe club maybe top shot like a tiny bit at some point yeah let's do I, it I, tr I tried i tried to tee us up for top shot conversation yeah <laughs> what what what's on your on your top shot uh brain right now so so less top shot but more like there's a little more promo around the nfl that's clearly getting yeah. close which i think is interesting um i posted the picture of rg3's instagram post and i said i pulled under it and was like do you guys want uh paid promotion from you know athletes or would you rather it be organic because i think that's what made uh board apes cool and what made top shot uncool was like the rookies all tweeting the whatever they did for this year um and dave responded and said you know this isn't paid promotion he's a part of the dapper family so however you want to clear that up but i think it's just a good question overall of like we, we talk about this with Knights all the time. You know, we're well connected as like different people in the project. But like if we, you know, if I go to Andy, I'm like, hey, Andy, like we'll give you a night. That means nothing versus him actually buying it. Right. And so I think that's what made Top Shot a little less cool was once the players figured out, hey, they'll actually pay us to promote this. Let's just wait. And now that's kind of the situation. People aren't in it. I think one thing that could kind of help salvage that, right, is the when they give them the platinum ices uh, or whatever it is, the one of threes. Um, but what do you guys think about that? I mean, that entire, I mean, you know, who was the first guy when we came on the platform really was the Tyler Hero stuff. Yeah. And like it, yeah. that never felt like it moved the needle because he right. didn't actually give a shit yeah. himself. So. Yeah. That, I mean, it's the stuff like Terrence Ross or Halliburton or those guys being super right. jazzed up about it that actually moves the needle. Like, it, it's better for Terrence Ross and Josh Hart to literally rug their followers <laughs> with, like, accepting giveaways and then selling them <laughs> than, like, you know, to, to get paid for it. Uh, I, I think so. But what was super interesting, if you look at the poll, I think it was, like, 60-30, the last option was, like, show results. But I think it was, like, 60% preferred the paid promotion um which you know every i think people just want their bags pumped obviously for the most part but i thought that was interesting because i'm with you guys on this which is like if it comes organically it's gonna go way way further yeah i think it's one of those things like organic versus paid promotion in general where it's like i think to the people who are really in the thick of things doing crypto stuff doing nft stuff really want to be an active part of the community the paid promotion is like pretty cringe yeah, but right. there is like a really large non-trivial amount of people right. who look at an ad or a post on instagram and go oh tom brady likes this that's cool yeah. i want to try this now exactly and like they they don't even they don't care that it says hashtag ad at the end or anything like that yeah, yeah i i mean i I have to thank Tom Brady. He's going to make future conversations I have with my in-laws about Bitcoin far more easier <laughs> by being, you know, tethered to some of this stuff because it is just yeah. a comfort thing. Oh, Tom likes yeah. it. Can't be that weird and far right. out. You know? right. um, yeah. 
what I'm just, you know, we do our, our crazy uh, spitballing, you know, top shot ideas. I'm trying to think of ways to organically get players incentivized in it. Like what if there was some of these, like, you know, one of one moments or, you know, of, or I don't know. I'm just trying to say if the night, you know, someone has this sick play and they can get that as a gift and they right. can raffle it yeah, off. Like they do the, they do the stupid Snickers chain, right? When someone has a big week, now they're doing the Nickelodeon player of the week. Like there, I, I just think the idea of like Jersey swapping moments could be cool if they did that in a, in a fun way. But yeah, yeah if you force it, I, but once again, something I want to make clear that I strongly disagree with a lot of people on is like, they have marketed. I don't get this thought of like, they haven't marketed. Sure, they haven't unloaded a $100 million marketing budget and they're not on TV and there's so much more to do. But like they did the whole campaign with the rookies. They did the whole thing with Dwayne Wade. They literally partnered with 35 Ventures, Durant and Boardroom. They're like having their NFL guys post. Like I don't get this idea that they haven't marketed and they run a shit ton of Instagram and Twitter ads, Facebook ads, all that stuff. I, I don't know. I, I think it's... I'm that concerns me for sure. I'm curious what people people think about that. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this a little last week too. The whole like when marketing thing is is kind of bullshit, right. and people are now just using it as this catch all thing of like, right. oh, once it's bla blasted all over the TV, then then things will change. But I, I think right. that's such a false premise. Which which it might be. I mean, look, we have been in crypto, Andy, obviously longer than both of us, but we've been in crypto for a healthy amount of time overall. Like. It's still not in the mainstream until really this year. What crypto.com's going to do, what Nike land and the metaverse is going to do. Like, yeah, it will still continue to get bigger and that type of awareness will only help. But like they have definitely hit likely top shot buyers. I will say that. Like they are targeting likely top shot buyers right now. And you know, it, it obviously hasn't affected the market in any way. Um, let's do, uh, the giveaway real quick, uh, shout out to clay for grabbing these, uh, names for me. So this is going, I believe how this is going to work is you are going to get a card, a gift card to buy this. And now let's see if I can actually get these copied over into my spreadsheet here. Um, and I didn't see MBL's name on here. So this is, <laughs> this you is know, he's really playing tennis. <laughs> yeah, he's you know, normally he likes to rent seek uh these very own giveaways here. So um thank you guys all for entering. Thank you to El Dumbo from Top Shot for thinking of Club Top Shot for this giveaway. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. Is it Mr. Big Umbrella oh, or Lou Dog? No, no, no. <gasps> I found out uh, on some of my streams this year that, you know, cause I would like to guess who it was going to land on, but people listening to the audio version would feel rugged. Cause I would like say, Oh, big umbrella. Is he going to win <laughs> and at the last second? It'd go to Lou and poor big umbrella would be listening to the podcast and be like, screw you. You just blue balled <laughs> me on that. Uh, Lou dog got rugged hard uh, on that. Congratulations to big umbrella. Uh, we will be in touch to get you your infinite, object that uh not even one mr mbl has <laughs> um let's see here uh yeah what i mean we have had and, and we'll obviously continue the uh top shot conversation on the spaces and, and get some of your thoughts but i do feel like now i mean we have a lot going on right because they got all these challenges flash challenges showcase challenges we had the threads pack yesterday we had the series one drop we still have a lot of these base i mean it's, it's so funny. We go from these, you know, do more, do more, poking it, poking it, to now be like, oh, there, there's too much going on. Yeah, I mean, there's too much going on. <laughs> I can't follow it. It does feel like uh, there's a lot going on. I mean, Andy, I know you still have, like, we'll poke around in the marketplace. I know you're super busy, but there, is there anything exciting you specifically with Top Shot right now? You know, I think for me, a lot of it would just is really just re just re concentrating into more lebron and like i think part of it too is like i've been selling some stuff and buying other things is like you know buying stuff i think is fun still like every once in a while i went in and bought like 
I think I bought like a Cole Anthony. I bought a couple other like rookies and stuff um, from this year. Um, but then also like there's definitely some players where as I look at that player and who they are and how they're performing, just being like, is, is there, are they really ever going to go up that much? Even in like, you know, it would require some March style, just like total insanity bull run for anyone to really care about Bismack Biombo again on, <laughs> on NBA top shot. Yeah. Um, and so generally trying to like cycle out guys like that, who I have a lot of into, you know, some cash and then some of players who are more exciting and stuff like that. So part of the, uh, the December tax harvesting plan, uh, it's, it's a Marie Kondo thing. You go through every one of your moments and you say, does this one bring me joy? <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of moments that don't bring me joy. No, no they don't. Um, I, so, so this is a, Ooh, Pete showed up for the last 10 minutes of the year. Imagine party. being 50 minutes late to an hour long thing. <laughs> Doing everything I can, put the baby down. You couldn't even figure out the uh, the spaces last week. We kept trying to accept. Yeah, the spaces. Truth be told, I had an important meeting in Denver. Starts off a little wine, more wine, and then, uh, funny enough, it evolved into some uh, shooting. The guy had a basketball court in his background. This is a true story. So I was trying to do the spaces while shooting hoops, and there may have been some other. other activities so there was I'm, no I'm dice sorry. no dice being rolled we actually rolled dice before yeah there's another guy <laughs> no i'm not not joking no we know you're very serious so how did the so, shooting go the drunken oh, great i was spotting him three eight three per ten at the end wow did you still got him no it was really the three per ten was we pushed the last three games and he actually won the last one to get his money back so worked out there you go, Pete. Yeah, you're just setting up the long con uh, for the for the bigger stakes. You had to live. Nah, dude, break even and shooting hoops. I mean, there's nothing better. But yeah, sorry. <laughs> Last week, unacceptable. 50 minutes late to an hour long thing. Sorry for jumping in. But 10, I'm excited though. to hang with you guys in spaces. So, Pete, one of the discussions last night in Discord was if you had to hold a hundred thousand dollars of any project, right, for ten years. And everyone's like, oh, but that's not why I play in NFTs, not to trade. But the conversation was for, or call it five years. Where does Top Shot rank? Like, if you could name all the projects that are above Top Shot, like punks, I think people would say, like, I would hold that for five years before I held a hundred grand worth of Top Shot. But like, how high up do you think Top Shot realistically is? So, are you telling me you guys had the exact same cosmic? LeBron versus a punk conversation that you guys had two months ago. <laughs> this this is a little different. This is a little different. In um, my opinion, it was different. Well, so I think the first question is like, are you holding it versus like ETH or like another token? Is like our tokens considered? How like how I would you do that? Uh, yeah, it was project. it was a hundred grand worth of only ETH. NFTs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because because then the question was. Would you rather hold a hundred grand of USD versus hundred grand of Top Shot right now? And well, what's your question, what's your Top Shot bag made out of? Just I, I think you can, yeah, I think you can pick. I mean, you can pretty much get any moment besides a Cosmic for a hundred grand right now. So I, it'd kind of be up to you. And then I, the I think Top next, Shot's pretty undervalued right now, broadly. Yeah. Maybe not just straight like from a dollar perspective, but like launch. I think right now betting on the platform is smart, and I right. think they're they're really thoughtful about their collectors. So. Um, there are certain things that I think we'll, we'll do better, but, um, I think it's, I think perception right now is relatively negative compared to where it is. And what is this warrior sons game on yet? By the way, it's, it's coming on now. Nick's just lost by two in Brooklyn. Oh. Good game. Uh, Fran is taking stabs at the acronym on your hat. Pete. <laughs> oh, I put on the wrong hat. Fuck. I had this hat that says so high on it. Oh, Southern Nothing Highlands worse. that says so high. I'm not drinking, but I got some some weed in me, so feeling good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, yeah, I had great. to take Fuck. I had to take it's Castle Pines Golf Club. There you go, Pete. There you go. That's out by Levy now, right? Yeah, Levitan lives in Castle Pines, actually. There you go. I and I know Levy's just rolling out of bed at five AM to get eighteen rounds in every day. We know he how played basketball with us this morning and he's playing tennis versus my buddy buddies tomorrow, and there's like 
potentially a high stakes match brewing between a, a buddy and 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 Bubba Tan. So not not Bass, right? No, Bass, dude. Did that tell you the most? He bet him again. It was great. I got to win money off Levitan with Bass. It was the greatest thing ever. Th- this one was unpublicized. He he mentioned it on a on a podcast. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, we can't. It. We got to keep the whale hooked, you know. But he got forty <laughs> love every game versus Bass. So every point he wins, he wins a game. No deuces. So just he wins a point, he wins the game. He lost six two, six two to Bass. So Bass won whatever fifty points, and he won four points. So what? I mean, at what point? Like, what kind of parameters do we need to get for Levitan to finally win something against Bass? I mean, Bass has to play left-handed, and he has to get odds. <laughs> like some sort of some sort of handicap. Uh, What's embarrassing is Levitan and I have like a like a exactly even match. I get thirty love every game. We play deuces, and it's like we're dead even. You're wait. He's so a lot with, better than me. I was gonna say okay, yeah, with your with your handicap there. Um, how about we do this? Let's uh. I have a threads pack. We could we can open a couple packs and then head over to spaces. How does that sound? Good. Let's do it. Yo, 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 what up? It's DJ Pete over Zat. Welcome to the club. We didn't think things were gonna get popping tonight, but it's about to get lit. Behind door number two, it's a three-pointer. 1325, Kevin Durant. We're gonna get a Lamelo. We're gonna get a Luca. We're gonna get a LeBron. Victory reveal. Let's go. God damn it! I don't need another layup. To the window. To the wall. The De'Aaron Fox stripped down my ball. Two ninety three assists. Everybody get their drinks. Let's get a cheers tonight before we open up these nine packs. Sorry, no, no sauce for me tonight. I'm having to take the week off after we hit it hard Thanksgiving week. Um, Same. No one's in uh, Miami in our crew. Uh-uh. No, no, Bales was Bales was actually in the chat last week asking if uh, any of us were going to be in in Miami. Yeah, he's in Miami um, with some buddies. What in the dream? Yeah. I know what. Yeah, because it's uh, yeah. Andy, were you tempted to go down for? I know D's is there, right? For Art Basil. Yeah, I was pretty seriously considering it at one point, but then I like kind of thought about how long I would be offline if I did that, and so like. I was generally offline from Wednesday through Sunday for Thanksgiving. Um, And then if I was in Art Basel this week, I have a wedding this weekend. And then I'm going to Metaverso, which is a conference in Puerto Rico next week. And then I have a wedding the weekend following that. So it would have been like two and a half weeks straight of like travel and not being working, which just felt like too long. You going to, you going to check the, uh, the real estate, you know, when you're down in Puerto Rico, maybe just kind of poke around. Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> that was that was a topic of conversation in like June. Yeah, I think people need to convince Allie that that's a good idea. It's, it's, yeah, uh, I'm wow. not sure if I want to do half and half Puerto Rico and New York by myself <laughs> with Allie just chilling in our New York, our New York spot. So yeah. Um, wow. Kenny Lewis is upset that I'm not bringing more energy while sober for my fresh threads pack. I'm sorry, Kenny. I'll get back to my, my usual levels. You'll be live. You'll be live for football, right? Oh yeah. I mean, do we have an announcement date on NFL, by the way? No, I haven't heard date. We have, Mm. we have the name all day. Yeah. We didn't talk about that. We have it. Maybe we save that for the spaces. Okay. Um, all right. Get hype. Get hype. Get hype. Did, did I do? Tell me you can hear this. Did I not yeah, do sound? Yeah. Okay. All right. Here you go. Evan Fournier in the Knicks jersey. Let's see it. Did you guys see that uh, the tweet? Someone did the fresh threads with the, the Kuzma sweater Photoshop. Wow, did you see that? That's that was amazing. Are you guys hearing the music? Yeah, Are you guys hearing it. the music? All right. Maybe yeah. it's me not hearing it. Okay. Crazy. Look at the score. Out of 60,000? What the hell? This is too much. <laughs> That's just not a fresh threat. Yeah, so what is the... Yeah, That's such a ridiculous play. Yeah, he's absurd. <laughs> he picks up his dribble before the three-point line. Euro steps, and throws out the backward dunks. He also, like, just bullies Vanderbilt on the way there. It, it looks like a, 
a high schooler who's playing like at the elementary schoolyard kind of play. <laughs> Just like doing whatever he wants. Jordan Clarkson. So I, I guess your drumming is your only fresh threat, or is it more scarce or rare? I I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> Twenty-nine, fifty-four, DeRozan. There you go. Here we go. Okay. I think he, the people are most wrong about DeRozan this offseason, huh? Yeah. yeah. He's been insane. Number one, proven people wrong. Yeah. And honestly, Caruso, not that people doubted him, but the Lakers didn't want to pay him, and he's leading the league in steals. He's been awesome, too. Imagine taking Russell Westbrook over Buddy Heald, KCP, and Caruso. I mean, imagine. Uh, I don't know. You still you like the Russell Westbrook side? I don't necessarily like the rut. I just think upside wise, like I don't think that other three necessarily. It's all irrelevant with how AD is playing. Like none of you know the conversation doesn't matter. He's been so bad, but I think I mean Russ has been playing well recently, but in the playoffs it probably won't work great. Do people Good. still? How, is Harrison Barnes still blasting off on Top Shot like he was a bit ago? I don't know. I haven't seen any updates about Harrison Barnes and Top Shot. He's yeah, playing really well. He's got the uh, Top Shot boost. Ooh. Tyler oh, Hero nice. to Jimmy. Hero's been awesome this year. Wow, that takes a lot for you to admit that, Jack. Yeah. Yeah, has been awesome. Have, yeah. Is, is Miami the best team in the East? The Nets, Nets. are the one. Nets. Okay. Oh, Chris Ooh. says uh, Barnes posted about the infinite objects today. That's Kuzma. the win. Uh, overtime, it looks like. Yeah. All right. Fresh thread now. No, that yeah. That oh, no, I already did it. Oh, yeah. okay. Hey. Oh, hey. Oh, what a beast! And they didn't lose by thirty. Go for the Pistons. Anyone I will else say, have... like from an NFT perspective, don't you think Top Shot has like just the strict like art presentation of it? I'd still say it's like near the top of the list. Like, who's yeah. done a better job than Top Shot? I think the cosmic stuff is like so cool. I think some of the fresh threat, and they have. If they do like partner up with league fits and that stuff, like the Kuzma sweater would probably actually sell for like a funny amount of money. And I don't see why yeah. you couldn't, why couldn't you combine the two? Like, why couldn't it be like league fits and then his top play from the game? I don't see why not. The uh, here, I'll pull up this tweet. I think I favorited it. Yeah, this was good. <laughs> it, I know that there's is all, fresh threads. Yeah, it would. I know there's all. We always have the conversation. They had the what was it like the NBA bad shots or whatever it was. But it would be yeah. fun to have some stuff that had more meme potential yeah. on on Top Shot because there's so much. Like the NBA is the richest league as far as like memification and just the drama and stuff. Like there's a lot of fun stuff you could do with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, guys, why don't we head over to Twitter spaces? It's already scheduled right now. We'll have clay fire that up. Uh, enjoy talking to you guys. If you have any, uh, things you want to continue the conversation on, we can do that. Uh, shout out to our sponsor underdog fantasy. They actually just launched the playoff best ball contest, which is super fun and super addicting. There's a lot hey, of, they launched theory. NFL best ball. Yeah. I'm about to start ripping those. It's oh, going to be yeah. dangerous. Fucking Let's go. Because it's this. Can we thing tout underdog before we go over to spaces? Oh, that's just what I all, was just doing. Yeah. You can tout them in spaces too. <laughs> well, I the thing. Why about don't the these people tell me anything? You would think they would alert their. I guess they don't want me shipping. They, best they literally sent, season and. I, they literally sent an email it. to all their partners, Jack. Yeah, I saw that. I, I'm, I didn't I'm read that. Not recently, being and I read all partner. <laughs> yeah, you are. You need. A I'm code promo Andy. code Andy now for what it's worth. <laughs> Pete, sorry. What? I wow. switched to promo code Andy. Are you wow. yet? Yeah, do you who do you think maybe needs the affiliate kickback more, Pete? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, but I'm still promo code Andy. <laughs> wow. That's brutal. Listen, uh per our discussion, P 
Pete is a believer in the authenticity behind Andy's promo of underdog, not your influencer promo of underdog. Yeah, dude, Andy's blasting off. Look at him. He's a gen. He's just freaking, <laughs> it's like Kalish and DraftKings, you know? Like, we got that same vibe going. It's perfect. So you guys want to know what's kind of fun? So I'm only in, I'm in three NFL best, ball, like three of the best ball mania. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys will be able to see this, but in this but, one, uh, I am in it with Jack and Pete. Oh, and who's winning? Who's winning? Who's doing? winning? I am. Oh, get, get oh, it off fuck. the screen. <laughs> oh, Pete, you're, you're deep down there. Oh, that's a super tight one. Yeah, it's a good that's, one. Holy shit. Third pl- second place is like 50 points from me. Uh, wow. Pete, do you ever check your big dogs? How many do you have? I think I have six. Because yeah. I, I only have two, and uh, – the one that we did together on stream, uh, we we've had like a eight point differential like the entire season, um, and we just swapped like second and third. Is that the one? The is that the one where I have Darnold though? Uh, yes. I think yeah. Is, he has more points than Russell Wilson, or the same amount of points as Russ. Dude. Russ is such a tough scene right now. Um. Yeah. All right. Uh, we can keep talking about uh underdog and nfts and top shot over on the twitter spaces if you are listening to the audio version right now we have been able to get the audio now from twitter spaces i am kind of debating if i should release it in two parts because there is like a 24-hour delay the way twitter makes you download them so uh if you are listening to this it might be a second episode or just wait for the jump and you'll have the spaces audio thank you guys for tuning in to the youtube channel we'll see you over on the spaces 